0: this is all things Tibet podcast episode 24 i'm Brittany. i'm francesca and today we have someone very special who's back on the podcast hi i'm taylor <laughs> there you go <laughs> so taylor welcome back thanks it's nice to be back um francesca and i have been doing our best to hold down the fort since you've been gone you've it's been doing off great the rails. it's yeah. gone off the rails yeah it's gone off we've been a little on oh yeah because
1: we were so on the rails when i was here yeah
0: yeah but last episode we really like just drove off of a deep end with uh, our conversations about bet and her tesla and this Pippa obsession
1: so I mean, anyway um
0: so are following
1: yeah. bet's train of thought basically it's yeah. not your fault <laughs> true that's true. true
2: this is the first official episode with the tina apologist the bet apologist and the one that
0: falls in the middle
1: there yeah. we go that's we've right. got the whole spectrum now Everyone
0: is here so um we are talking today about episode five of gen q season two and francesca is going to lead us um in this discussion so i'm gonna hand it off to her
2: all right well let's begin uh right off the bat it starts with the next morning so continuing from episode four we wake up to see finley hungover and i would like to add that this shot i was really impressed when it came on my screen like from a cinematic point of view i really love the direction and the camera angles and they did a whole little mirror angle which is like very classic l word um so i was very pleased with that (laughs) um and then right after that sophie enters and so now we have finley dealing with her alcoholism and then we have no sophie showing up and like finley's trying to hide basically what she did last night and sophie's acting like nothing's wrong
0: yeah that's because sophie is as i stand by it the jenny schecter of gen q she (laughs) she holds no responsibility for anything nope colin
2: finley a friend trying to save her own ass girl read the room read the room look what you've done
1: look at the mess you've made i forget i don't know who said it if it was one of you i saw somebody on twitter the other day was like i love how like i both of the showrunners like self-insert characters are like the most hated main characters on the show like amen
2: (laughs) that is an interesting like
0: parallel
1: yeah which is like kind of sad because like i love rosanny and like there are certain aspects of sophie that i love so much but then there are other aspects that i'm just like you are so stupid what are you doing like i
0: think like in the workplace, she's great. I think she has a a tremendous work ethic. I think that she has fantastic ideas and she seems to really be driven. The thing is, is that like, she is so, she so clearly does not see the like repercussions of the decisions that she makes. Like she just does what she wants to do. And then there's not a whole lot of accountability or ownership after the fact. She just, she's continuing to hurt people, but so unapologetically yeah.
1: yeah and i think it's the fact that like i mean don't get me wrong like i understand why she was upset with finley and like the way that family finley handled the whole situation but the fact that then like she refused to take any responsibility for like like sophie you were the one in a relationship like that's on you i don't know how else to tell you that she could have said no at any time right and i think like danny even effectively pointed that out to her at one point was like yeah i mean i'm mad at finley but like you're the one who like betrayed me so like
0: i think in the same way that tim was too good for jenny i think that Danny was too good for Sophie yeah definitely
2: um so then we go from Sophie the train wreck right into Bet the train wreck where we open in (laughs) Gigi's apartment Bet's already out of bed not listening to a single thing Gigi's saying Gigi's telling Bet about uh going to see Danny Bet's acting kind of annoyed I think Gigi wanted to rise out of bed after she said that and then Gigi's like trying to be cute and like cuddly trying to get Bet to open up and bet like is just ignoring a naked Gigi. Like, how do you how do you get out? Of, I just don't understand. There's just a lot that I don't understand about that. But then Bet cuts to telling Gigi about Pippa, and like she's like, "I want, I would cut my heart out to work with that woman. She is so passionate about working with Pippa, but she is not passionate about naked Gigi in bed."
0: Yeah, that's that's the honest <laughs> because she's a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, you know. I it's just it's something to me that Bet didn't eat, couldn't even muster up like enough to say good morning to Gigi when she's yeah. morning, her response was literally hmm
2: it was rough like I think honestly I think they took it like a little too far
0: like do you think too that they far. took it
2: too far like I like she was like really bitchy like she was like like there was oh. no there, there was not even a, an attempt at like, okay, maybe like you just literally fucked this woman the night before yep. for your yeah. own personal selfish reasons. Yep, and you can't even say good morning.
0: Just cold, like stone cold. Yeah, and for what? Like Gigi's. The thing is, is Gigi has has tried so many times with that. Oh my yeah. god, so hard. It continues like it's so clear that she Gigi has such significant interest in bet and bet is just using her but Gigi, you know based on the conversation she has later in the episode with danny Gigi yeah. knows she's not an idiot oh mm-hmm. yeah she knows what's going on here but she's, oh, she's also sure. working things out on her own too
1: right yeah
2: and she's yeah. like okay i'll just have this fun for now with bet but bet man i just like i think when the episode was airing i i I think I did tweet out like bet being rude for what like what was the reason
1: yes but
2: then we cut to after that whole debacle we cut to Dana's where Shane has not left for days (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah and it's the next morning Shane and Tess kissed the night before um Tess was telling Shane that she's seeing someone and she, tess is like okay well, this person's gonna show up we're gonna grab coffee a drink whatever the hell is gonna happen enter sherry and the best <laughs> song is playing in the background guess who's back that is the lyrics and enters this crazy ass woman
0: she's a hot fucking mess sherry jaffe yeah. sherry jaffe has been a hot mess the entire time that she's been on the show she remains a hot she's a hotter mess than she was in the original series
1: yeah last
0: person i probably ever would have predicted would come back i
1: was just gonna say that of all the people i expected to come back sherry jaffe was probably at the bottom of my list like i expected jenny to come back before i expected sherry jaffe to come back i expected tim to come back before sherry jaffe i expected
2: a resurrection of kit to happen for real though yeah Bets' dad yeah <laughs> for, for real
0: we get to meet Bet's mom who knows anybody yeah
1: knows.
0: actually it, that's that's a hilarious part. tina's
1: non-existent parents before fucking cherry chaffee that's
0: the hilarious part right everyone's like what we've been asking for carmen and helena what we got alice's mom (coughs) cherry jaffe
2: (laughs) justice for lenore okay yeah Yeah, i love lenore It's no
0: shade towards lenore but it's like all these characters that i really would have never anticipated seeing again versus the ones that like i really would have thought of anyone they would bring back helena would have been like the most like the default it would made the most sense but yeah
2: here we are here we are helena i i i swear autostraddle said Helena's is coming back they wrote it I, molly has the proof somewhere yeah we, we talk about it so she's coming back we just don't know when
1: yeah listen i don't trust autostraddle i never get good or accurate fucking results on those quizzes i do not trust
0: them <laughs> they are not to be trusted they're all we got
2: right now but i do want to point out it was probably back to say Bet's dad would we'll come back when that actor has passed away in real life
0: oh yeah whoops line of the cross i'm so sorry may he rest peacefully fly high Britt. you're not making it any better <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Trying to, let's light a candle for him
2: <laughs> all right enter alice and tom at alice's work please i think this is really cute tom giving alice a little gift a little pen and then alice returning the favor with giving um tom that little note about being a magician because they had that whole heart to heart about you know their pasts
1: yeah i love them so much
2: every minute of the day it gets the love for them grows
1: yeah like both the love for like tom just as a character and the love for like them and the relationship that's just slowly forming between them like it's just it's just done really really well like the way that they're i think it's coming across as really authentic like Uh just the way that I don't know, just the way that Tom is very sincere mm-hmm. <laughs> as a human being. Um, I have a couple of uh, male friends like that in my life. And so like watching Tom, I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly who that guy is. Like, yeah. um, and just watching him kind of like be there for Alice and be like, yeah, that's kind of exactly what she needs and i think that's really good for her (laughs) like
2: it's the pure soft chaos for me yeah
1: yeah Yeah,
2: for sure um so then the next scene that we have is danny walking into jail prison wherever we wherever that is to speak to her father super shady um kind of interesting that now she's going to take over the company but i wasn't really that interested in her conversation with her dad i was like okay we get to the point she's going to become CEO of the company yada yada what was my interest was Gigi in the car outside
0: waiting for yeah I'm this is the deal guys I I, this might just turn into an all things G what is the? what is their ship name
1: Genie. Genie
0: podcast because I am a thousand percent on board with them
1: oh same
0: I was not a huge fan of Danny season one I didn't really have much interest in her I thought like the whole thing with Sophie she was kind of treating her shitty it was very much like Bette Porter season one vibes Satina. but now I'm sold I, I've loved Danny from day one but what
2: my favorite part about the Danny Gigi thing in the car was that when Gigi goes where do you want to go and Danny's like just want to go home Gigi puts her hand on that steering wheel she puts that car into drive it was so gay it was so <laughs> sexy it was powerful. That's who I wanna be when I grow up. <laughs> I wanna radiate that as I drive around in my Honda Fit. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, I love it. What What are the, oh, big things now. We're entering one of our favorite scenes. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: here we go. Oh boy.
2: Therapy.
1: Let's fucking go. Let's go, let's go. All right. And now for the rest of the podcast, we will be talking about this scene. <laughs> <laughs> you see. I want to state that
2: was not late to therapy. Some people tweeted it. I did tweet it and then someone corrected me. They, Tina and Carrie and Angie were early. Bet was on time. Baby's making
1: progress. Okay. That's true. I, oh yeah. It's only taken like 20 fucking years, but okay.
0: Um, I'm giving her a golf clap for that very softly.
1: Yes. yeah carrie having
2: tin tums in tina's purse i relate i relate to that you know what yeah. shout out to carrie you know what? i actually don't really hate carrie she is she walked into a bad situation i'm just gonna say no
1: that. oh my god i absolutely do not blame her for the argument she has with tina in this episode like a thousand percent she is like totally valid i mean my tibet shipper heart honestly is very happy that that argument happened because yes. i'm like yes it's happening but like honestly just from like an uh, trying to put my objective person hat on i'm like yeah i totally understand why like, carrie's like what the fuck you fuck tina what are you doing yeah. like if, and then
0: like oh i was just gonna say I, I think if i can't imagine that tina would have been anything but honest about how her marriage truly ended with that and their relationship no. throughout right yeah. So, Carrie took a big gamble by coming into this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she can't be surprised to find out that Bette Porter is likely exactly who Tina described her as. Yeah. Yep. And
2: we have the lines right here. We have uh, Car- Carrie saying that her opinion of bet's probably not an unpopular opinion. But then we have Tina saying, you're the one that wants to get married this is the family you're marrying into and then carrie's like i do feel sorry for her because she doesn't have you and she's in love with you side note tina raising her knee above her leg very gay very sexy (laughs) um
1: (laughs) laurel's got that gay posture down she really
0: does it's solid i love her so much i die for her i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat it y'all no. Her entire
1: just vibe in this episode is just like peak bisexual and I'm in love with it. The skinny oh, here's... jeans and boots. The skinny jeans and boots.
0: Skinny jeans and boots is all I wear in the fall and winter time, FYI. Number two is that Tina Kennard, I need I would love to just shake you because here's the deal. <laughs> <Four>. <laughs> 20 plus years, you have been denying that any person walking this earth could possibly be attracted to you or have feelings for you. And what's hysterical to me about her reaction to Carrie, she doesn't want me. When has Bet ever said that?
1: Never. Yeah, for real. Ever
0: said that she doesn't want her. Tina, you left Bet.
1: Bet didn't leave you. Yep. That's always wanted you. You're the only one Bet wants. I mean, it makes me wonder how much of this is, I mean, A, obviously it's just partly Tina's own insecurities that she's clearly always had as just an anxious human being. But it also makes me wonder how much of this is just the irreparable, de- irreparable damage from Candace that Bet can never completely undo, no matter how much they move on from it beyond that, you know? Yeah. Like if there's just that little part of her that's like, well no, Bet like can't be in love with me because like why would she want me? You know? I don't know. Like that's just a thought, a passing thought. And um
0: I don't know what the last, you know, who knows what their marriage was like at the end. Was Bet even showing her that she had a desire for it's hard to say. Right. Um, Right because as we know from season one of the original series that there Bette was out of touch yeah she wasn't stellar at making tina a priority in her life or showing her that she was very important to her even though we knew she was right yeah
2: and the minute tina walks away though bet crumbles and is like but wait whoops like oh yeah.
0: shit I lost what do you mean
2: again. you're leaving why are you leaving i don't understand but that's their lack of communication. If Tina would just yeah. speak up and tell, be honest with Bet and like shake Bet and be like, "Hello, like you're doing it again," yeah. And then Bet, yeah. B- B- could be like, "Oh shit, like I'm doing it again." Right. But Tina probably never said it.
1: Right. Which I have to say is something that like watching her interact with Carrie in this episode I was like oh my god babe you've made so much progress I'm so proud of you like the fact that she was just able to stand there and be like no first of all when she just turned right around and was like don't talk about her like that yeah I have never seen except for that one time that she went off on those assholes in the restaurant I have never seen Tina stand up to anybody like that like never mind someone that she like has a relationship with and then like to just that whole conversation for her to be like no like this is what the deal is was just a kind of direct communication that i don't think we've really seen from tina before i mean there was still obviously like there's a ways to go she was obviously still missing a lot that like she needs to work through Mm -hmm. but in terms of like her physically like vocalizing things that she was like thinking and feeling there's been a lot of progress made in the last 20 years i think yeah Yeah.
0: and i think it's it's unfair folks always say that like bet and tina are toxic because they they fall into these same patterns which we all know here we talked about it at length but what they're experiencing and what they've experienced is no different than what all of us experience on a regular basis. It is hard. It is hard as hell sometimes to communicate with people that you even love the most. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. You work at your whole life. So it's not fair to say that because they fall into these patterns that they're toxic. Yeah. They're messy, no doubt about it. And they can be troublesome and they are problematic, but they're not toxic. I don't, I would never use that word to describe them.
1: No. Also breaking patterns is hard. Like that is literally what we're wired to do as human beings. So good or bad, when we fall into them, getting out of them is hard. So You know which is again part of the reason with that conversation with carrie in the garage i was like oh my god yes finally like you're getting there i'm so proud like this is so good share that energy with bet please my god
2: (laughs) so before we get into like the nitty-gritty of the therapy session uh just shout out to alice and sophie like we said at the beginning we love a workplace sophie not a romantic yes. Sophie, Love her. great idea for the segment. I think that will really go places, especially in the season three, like they could definitely tie a lot of Alice's storyline to something like that. And when we do get the, to watch them make, do the interview um, with the older lesbian couple, I think it's really a great segment. It was very hair when Harry met Sally, you know, that mm-hmm. like, when they do like those interviews at the beginning, I thought that was really cute, but yeah. shout out to them and that little cuteness and i think that will be a great tie in to story i think alice's talk show in general is great to tie in storylines like season 1 we had the guests you no know, season 2 we're doing like the whole book thing but then next season we could do segments and i think lisha mentioned on pants like if you know if there is a season 3 which they've hinted at they could go, they have a lot they have a lot of material to work with and i think they're proving that every episode with this season that there is there is a longevity to everyone's storyline for sure yeah yeah i
0: i don't think it can be stated enough either that alice's character is just hitting it out of the park this season in her wardrobe and her look oh mm-hmm. alicia haley has gotta be like one of the most stunning actors i've ever seen on television she just yeah. she was born to play alice i so oh. like I don't know that I could ever watch her in anything else because she just is so good. It's it's such a, per, a perfect casting. They couldn't have gotten it better.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, I we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but holy shit! Like, she's always we've always known. I mean, since the beginning, but especially like since that hospital breakdown in season three of the original. Like, we've known that she's a good actor, but this season holy shit she's there's just a heightened level of knocking it out of the park i feel like mm-hmm. with everyone but with leisha in particular that i just feel like every scene she crushes it that like i mean like in this when she's on the phone with nat and just like shatters like it's so good I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's incredible. Like yeah. she's just, she's killing it. She's killing it this season <laughs> in every possible way.
2: And her storylines are solid. She has great material to work with. She has great monologues, great dialogue, great scene partners. Like she really has that, she has that like wealth of goodness around her to like work with. And she's literally killing it with every line.
0: I love
2: yeah. it. I've always said like she when I went when I watched the show and then I kind of went back and like rewatched it here and there to me Alice has always kind of been the back but like the backbone of the show where the show yes was from like Jenny Schechter's perspective and then like Tina and Bet were such like a main focus of it but Alice was always the backbone she was always bringing people together she
1: was always that comedic relief
2: she's the glue she is yeah, yeah. she was that yeah. layer
1: I mean I show. think it's not a coincidence that like when eileen was like trying to do a spinoff and was like what character it was alice yeah like i don't think it was because eileen was like it makes the most sense that alice would have killed jenny i think she was like (laughs) alice would be the one that makes the most sense to build a show around yeah for sure so now here's our real favorite part well
2: our second favorite part uh the real therapy session
1: yeah um, i just love first of all i just want to say i love that like micah's angie's therapist that poor
2: man that poor poor I man. i literally wrote micah is so soft with this batshit crazy family i
1: know <laughs> i know but like okay, he and angie actually seem to have like a really good Like they seem to be a really good match for each other in that type of relationship. And I actually, they seem to work together really well. And so I I was like, you know what? I really love this for Angie. I like Micah seems to be exactly the kind of like, like therapist that she needs. So I'm actually really down for this. I feel like he can actually really help her. So. Mm -hmm.
2: No, I think that was like a good match. It's a great way to tie the characters together. Yeah. Um some I was excited about that. And just sitting on the couch right off the bat, we got Tina looking real optimistic. We got Bet looking scared as hell. And they reacted the way any of us, knowing them going into a therapy session, would have had reacted. Tina's gonna try to be understanding. Bet's gonna fly off the handle. None of that was new for us. None of that was like unexpected. No.
1: <laughs> oh my god, can we? talk about jordan hall in that scene though oh yes. she did so good she's just and i love awesome. i love that like the reason that they gave for angie wanting to do it
2: mm-hmm. yeah like
1: i love that angie finally kind of like had that discussion with that because like i was really nervous when like they were you know bringing in Kayla and then especially when I found out that like they actually were like gonna make Marcus kind of a part of it like I was like okay what is this gonna be because like I was like obviously I was like okay I understand that she wants to know who this man is got that but I was kind of like okay where where are they going with this I like I didn't want them to go down the like this is my dad route, yeah. you know? And then to have her mention the reason that she did, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense.
2: And I don't think and I was like sitting here thinking about say, like, what other TV show has the opportunity to tell a story like that? One, especially and not not just like a donor story and not just a race story, but also how know your mom is white passing and you're not and the how
0: you have to walk through life differently type of thing and yeah yeah and any opportunity that we have to see Jordan and Laurel act together in a scene just those two just the best the best though it is incredible to me that Laurel came in after jordan had already been cast and jordan had said in an interview recently when she sat down with jennifer and laurel it it felt very familiar and i know and and it shows i think that they just do such they i can't i just another fantastic casting job with jordan hall she fits just right into the role of angie without gonna be
2: well kate said jennifer was like in on that like Jennifer took the time to like do the casting with them for that and that was important
1: I mean of course she does and it doesn't surprise me that like of course if Jordan was the Angie Jennifer wanted of course she gets along with Laurel like that does not surprise me in the slightest like and I love that moment I don't know why I think just because they seemed so similar in that moment when tina told angie like i love that this is who you are yeah i think just because i felt like i and i don't think tina realized it but i was like tina you do realize that this is like that the thing in her that you are loving is actually very much a you part of her yeah and i just thought that was really cute (laughs) And I I put
2: I put a clip on Twitter and a, the, the, of her of Tina saying that's what I love about you most to uh, to Angie and it's a direct callback to the original series when Tina says it to Bet. Yeah. And No, I, I I pulled the one from season one because I thought that was the closest one, but I mean, she said it to her multiple times, and I think that that was really sweet too. I don't know if that was like a choice, I don't know if they did that as a purposeful parallel or if that just happened that way, but.
0: I think it's it's so amazing too, how we've only seen Tina and Angie in two scenes on their own independently together, right? But we under we can we pick up from every conversation that they both know bet so yes. well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tina predicted she knew this is how oh, Bette yeah,, out, right. And you can see the frustration in Angie's face, but at the same time, they both were kind of like, well, what did we expect? Like yeah we didn't we didn't expect this to go any better than it's going right now
1: that's literally what they say to each other like when angie's like upset and tina's like okay like when she says i forget what the exact dialogue is but you know and she's like isn't that how she always reacts at first or something Mm -hmm. like that
0: (laughs) and she's like yeah (laughs) and we'll get into it a little bit more but then when we see bet at the end of the episode with tina yeah it's it's very much like tina had to come and talk to bet and yeah you know, tina you know, obviously you know that it,
1: it, into shape in five seconds flat like <laughs> yeah
0: like and then there's bet with her just like look on her face like i'm sorry i fucked up
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could definitely just from the few scenes that we have you can tell what their family dynamic was when they were still married and everything and like, it could, still is let's and be still, real yeah, it <laughs> still is. i mean but you could you could kind of get a sense of like how they were like you could fill in the blanks for all those years um yep. it was just really sweet but while angie and tina are off in the hallway we have a great scene between carrie and bet carrie is adding her two cents which is like Here's my bet, apologist. If I was bet, I would also be pissed that this random ass woman is in my family therapy session. Yes, I get that she's there because she's marrying, you know, Tina. But it's like, just shut up. Like, I know you want to add your two cents, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know how bet is. Carrie knows how bet is. Like, why? Are you, right. Why are you trying? Are you poking okay. the bear? Exactly. And then <laughs> like, Carrie's like, "Can I explain?" Bet's like, "I really don't want to." And then Mike is like, "Yes, of sure. Share what you want to say." And. You know, I think it, I another another reason why I love this scene besides everything that gets said is I love the direction and the camera angles. Again, Bet goes and sits on the couch that Angie was on, that automatically opens her up to that. Now she's the you know therapist, like she's a- yeah, exactly the expressing Yeah, that's exactly what I couch. thought. And the camera angles, you know, follow Bet. It was very documentary style. They follow Bet. They they come up, they move. Um, it was really beautiful. It was to me, it felt like a play. Like it, it felt like a I felt like I was like watching a play, but like front row on stage watching, you know, the actor do their lines. And I love the line where she says, I am who I am, just not, despite my mother, not because of her. And then to mm. me, that also felt like that has been living her whole life to prove her mother wrong. Like you left me, but look how great I'm going to be. You left yeah. me, I'm going to be a great mom. I'm You, know, you left me, but I'm going to do this
1: better than you. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Yeah. So. Yep. I also thought it was really interesting that that moment where she said where Carrie's like, well, how do you know? And she says, like, I tried it once and I didn't like it. I was like, that's interesting. That is interesting. You tried it once. Interesting just a little
2: i feel like it's gonna come back i you know there was something about that moment that felt very specific very similar to like when micah's talking to nat and he's like oh i specialize in like family therapy after because of death and i was like okay well that then we know that's how they're gonna end up in therapy i feel like i don't think this thing about her mom is going to die i think no pun intended i think there's going to be another chapter to this if not this season maybe another season yeah
1: yeah I mean, I also think like very specifically, like Carrie asking, like, is she still alive and Beth being like, I don't know that too. Yeah. It
0: also makes a lot of sense
1: because Tina is so
0: fiercely protective of Beth still in their family. Right. But I also think it's it's so important that um, Tina for Tina to communicate to Carrie that like. Beth is still very much a part of this family and i think one of the biggest reasons why tina recognizes that is because that has lost the rest of her family yeah like yep the only surviving member of her family i mean in her eyes even if her mom is alive it doesn't matter she's got no part in her life melvin yeah, said that right. her family is gone and i think that's a lot of the reason why tina always drives home that they're still family
2: yeah, yeah. same in season one i am your family
0: yep
1: yep it's important. Yeah, which kind of puts in perspective why that line was so hurtful or had such an impact on Tina when Bet said it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why it was such a big deal to bet, probably that Tina wasn't there for Kit's funeral yeah because it really was the end for her like yeah. that was she was alone after that which like we knew but I guess I hadn't thought of it as like literally that was the end of her family yeah yeah
2: and she only has Angie and Angie's not biologically hers mm.
1: which doesn't right. matter
2: but it's still there's like that underlining there's still that thing there yeah yeah you know she says it doesn't bother her but I'm sure it's still It, it she's yeah still playing it into it bothering her um,
0: <laughs> when tina and carrie are talking before they go into the therapy session and tina's like angie and bet have a very special relationship i didn't oh, shit tina
2: did they? I, <laughs> I really did not understand that line even watching it back today i was like what
0: yeah it's not like it's not like it's Tina's saying to bet that Angie and Carrie have a really special relationship yeah. yeah of course Angie has a special relationship with her mom
2: yeah who she lives with full time hello roommates that's, the, yeah.
0: that's her little roomie that's little roomie that's her 17 year old <laughs> roommate <laughs> who she's always surprised to find in her own house she is um, though it's yeah,
1: really all funny oh, what Angie are you doing here, here I live here
2: <laughs> I can't Another funny line that people on the timeline thought was really funny that I related to and I didn't, and I, and I like got where, like, I, I'm sure Jennifer had a role in this line was like, it's not my, it, no, I can't help it that white people think I'm Italian. I, I know some people laughed at that because they're like, why would anyone think Jennifer Beals is Italian? I am an Italian American and I get mistaken for biracial constantly. Yeah and I get mistaken for Hispanic. But uh, when I was a kid, especially biracial, when I was a child, um, so to me, it made sense.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm Hispanic and I often get mistaken for being Italian.
2: Yeah, and I know Amber uh, was taught, we were talking about it too on the timeline and she's also Italian and she gets mistaken and she said that she gets mistaken for biracial. Mm -hmm. So I think like for people that actually experience, like we actually were like, no, that makes sense. And also, I'm pretty. Actually, had this conversation with my friend once because we were trying to figure out what Jennifer was supposed to be playing in Flashdance, and we were like, "I'm pretty sure it was Italian." And my friend was like, "That makes sense if they were in Pittsburgh." I said, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure like she's supposed to be playing an Italian." <laughs> but that's just me and my assumption. But that well, well, sidetracked.
0: But. That was many years ago, so they weren't as concerned about, like, being...
2: 1983, they weren't cared about representation in movies.
0: And diversity. Oh, they didn't give a shit in 1983. No.
2: The age gap alone in that movie, that's a whole other podcast, though.
1: They were like, oh, you're, like, vaguely brown. That's close enough. That counts. You curly hair. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah.
2: I digress. Um, Tess, Shane, and Sherry sitting down and having uh, a little coffee. Shane's all grown up sherry getting a backstory tina still doesn't have a backstory but we get sherry's
1: yeah yeah okay can we just take a second just a second to talk about how there was a whole fucking family therapy session and we still do not we know carrie's adopted and has cousins in florida
2: and got the cousins in florida
1: yeah and we still don't know anything About Tina's backstory. At
2: at this point, do we want to know about Tina's backstory or is the mystery good enough? I
0: mean, Is it just going to be a complete disappointment when we find out?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, she was just from, like, a random family in the suburbs and nothing happened. It was fine. Like, (laughs) No, thank you.
2: We cut back to therapy. Totally forgot about this. The handhold.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: We we all you know this episode we were clowned in this episode we'll get to that but we won team squeeze thank you to everyone who believed thank you to everyone who voted hashtag team squeeze she squeezed the hand
0: of course she did was there ever doubt in that
2: i was getting nervous i was i was i wasn't doubtful but i was getting nervous because a lot of people were making me nervous
0: in the entire argument with Carrie, Tina does not deny that she still loves Bet. Tina nope. does not deny that Carrie is third. Tina does nope. not deny that nope. that it's bet. Like
2: to bet endgame. We did it. We figured it out, guys.
0: I mean it's yeah, it's the bottom line. And I think honestly, I think some of it is Tina once again seeing Bet with someone else is it's too much for her to handle. Tina can it's leave so Tina has no problem leaving she can easily do that she's done it several times before right but once that yep. gets in a relationship with someone else oh fuck no now now shit's different
2: <laughs> listen i'm all about personal growth but i'm ready for another cheater error i said it today i'm tired i'm just just giving <laughs> season stuff. five
0: the best season of the original series
2: listen that was content that was quality content
0: it was, it was everything I mean, it really was. They could, You couldn't have kept them apart, even if you tried. No, but the whole, and back to Carrie, I, I think we
2: all could have predicted it. We knew Carrie was going to see them together, be jealous, make that sad little pout, great reaction photo. And then, you know what? She's going to bounce. We can only hope.
0: <laughs> I think she's too strong of a person to not. And yeah. She's yeah. too smart she of a respect. person to not.
2: And she has self-respect at the end
0: yeah. of the day. She
1: has self-respect. Yeah,
0: she Lo- Which I like she about her, to be gonna, honest. She's not going to be second to her ex-wife.
1: No. Yeah.
0: matter
2: if No. Absolutely not. And you know what? Now to the Tina-Carrie fight, which we've talked a little bit about. Tina did not deny that Carrie was nope. not going to be third. Because she's nope. marrying into that family. It doesn't matter that they're divorced. Carrie's marrying into that family, so they're important. Yeah. Because... Bet is Tina's best friend still. Bet is the mother of Tina's daughter. It's, it's bet, it's always gonna be Bet.
0: It's essentially like Tina is telling Carrie, we can get married, but you have to accept the fact that I still am madly in love with my ex-wife. She yeah. be around a lot, and I'm probably always gonna take her side. So what do you think?
1: Does yeah, basically you? she's like we can get married, but I still have another wife, effectively. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Nothing Tina, changes with that and I. We won't sleep together,
0: but everything else, all the same. And Tia yeah.
2: doesn't even want to get married. Like, I said it when I watched season one. That was not a face of a woman who wanted to be engaged. No. That's not, no. And I don't think Laurel, I think Laurel purposely played it that way. I, I think- Oh my was, God, yeah. That was intentional. That it was not an unintentional acting choice.
0: Yeah. yeah it was what's the line carrie asked me to marry her and,
2: yeah. I, and i said yes
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean even the way that she said that carrie asked me to marry her it's yeah. not carrie and i are getting married no it's no. carrie asked me to marry her and like granted i'd be scared to tell Beth porter that i was engaged again too
2: but she does not want to be engaged no oh. no carrie is no. the one that wants to get married that was established in this episode she wants tina literally
1: her. said that
2: literally said those actual words and tina's not gonna sit there and let you trash talk her ex-wife
0: love of her life no no woman who she also loves beyond measure
2: yeah fix your tone carrie and i have to give <laughs> and i'm gonna give a shout out to rosie o'donnell because i've never been a rosie o'donnell tater and i still not and I was nervous when she was that when I found out that she was cast as Carrie because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to see Carrie. I'd only see Rosie, but I hundred percent only see Carrie, and she's playing it
0: amazingly. Yeah, agreed. And- Are you fucking kidding me, Tina? That That's is a line. that is a line. That is a line of the season. Yeah, <laughs> but then
2: Tina going, I brought you in too soon. Yeah,
0: what? that was.
1: That was I've never seen except for like okay no I have seen Tina be mean but it's very rare that was fucking like awful I it was like
2: you into Tina
1: no no you did not just say that to her and carrie's no. response
2: was great well how do we have to ask bet like that was such a rational <laughs> way to respond yes, as fantastic yes. as it was that was the most rational way to respond do we have yeah. to ask bet 10 years after the wedding before the wedding
0: i was waiting yeah. for carrie to say when bet gives you away at the wedding
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what don't even put past tina to have like bet do that first
0: of all you know. our is a maid of honor <laughs> oh i mean i
2: know okay let's be honest real quick J- just just taking a poll of the room here do you actually think there's going to be any type of tin car wedding set up whether bet crashes it do you think that an episode a scene a moment will actually show some sort of build up to a wedding like do you think we're uh, do you think we're going to get that close where the wedding is still on and we no. get to the wedding day
0: no no, I don't think so. I think the rest I of don't... what we'll see of, of Tina and Carrie is going to be them bickering and fighting. It's, I don't think it's going to be nice.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, we're already at episode five. Yeah. I don't think, like, had it been paced differently, I would have, I would think so because I would think they would milk it for the drama. But considering we're already at episode five and what Rosie has like two episodes left. And one. Is it only one?
2: Oh, you haven't been on the timeline. Rosie's now in seven, not ten.
1: Oh. And uh-huh. from what we
2: can see, isn't she I think that Laurel will be in that episode too, right? I think so too. I think that she would just laurel wasn't in Laurel was only in one promo shot first episode one. Or it was not even in a promo shot for episode one. Remember yeah, we got she, the promo I, shots? And we did, we were, everyone was like, where's Tina tattooed across yeah. my forehead? So <laughs> it's not surprising that she's not in a promo shot for episode seven.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and she was also... Um, and she's in yeah. nine and ten. There's a picture that she posted of her and Rosie in an outfit that we have not seen Tina in yet.
2: No, the gold, yeah. The gold top. The gold, yeah.
0: But the gold top was also in the photo that Leisha and Jennifer
2: posted. So that's got to be episode seven it could be episode seven. Oh, but they did block shooting right they did block shooting so yeah it doesn't matter who knows but right now right now rosie's in seven not ten laurel's possibly in seven she's definitely in nine ten but pippa is in six seven eight nine and ten can
0: you stop so, bringing that up i would just appreciate it i <laughs> i
2: have to keep the stats going for the for the listeners brit I have to keep for the, the listeners
0: <laughs> for the listeners. It has nothing to do with you. You're just, you're just the fucking messenger, right?
1: <laughs> Don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. I um, would just like to say, Francesca, I am so relieved that there is someone else here to take the shit now. <laughs> I just shovel it back at her. Oh yeah. No, same. I I just, yeah. it's a relief that it's I shared you. now. Yeah. yeah. I'm,
0: I'm just flipping both of them off right now.
1: We love you, Brittany. Sorry. We do. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, uh huh. Let me just look at. Let me just look at IMDb for the stats real quick.
2: Every week, I'll just remind everyone that Peppa's Peppa Peppa's big. <laughs>
0: <the, laughs>
2: Peppa <laughs> Let's move on.
0: Let's keep it moving.
2: Danny and Gigi. Back to the eye fucking. Back to the feelings talks. Back to the day drinking. Uh, Gigi's just flirting danny admits that she knew her and sophie weren't right for each other Gigi is talking indirectly about bet and how you know i learned from my i learned from my partners i'm giving her space having space for myself and just kind of letting it run its course and then still just totally flirting with danny and danny's like oblivious until you know a few scenes later but
0: i love them so much
2: i think they're great it's gonna
0: be a real slow burn and i love them
2: people are according to my curious cat people are upset that it's going to be a slow burn but my friends were in it for the long haul here yeah danny was just left at the altar like she's not and she's not someone no. who's going to jump right into something she's not an og l word character she she
0: <laughs> no she has like some uh, she she has a sensitivity factor to her where she can understand yeah. that she doesn't want to take advantage of anyone while they're in a you know vulnerable state
2: exactly she she's in tune with her with her emotions even though she says that she's not but she is
0: i have also seen some talk of folks that would love to see alice and Gigi get back together but Uh, i think that would just be too messy
2: that's messy now that that ship sailed a long time ago yeah but anyway anyway now to shane and tess again uh, more tension in the bar. But I do love how they're like Finley's parents.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are. They are. And I love it. And I think it's really good for all three of them. Yes, that's very healthy for all
2: three of them. They Tess and Shane need someone to like focus on because they're ignoring their own feelings.
0: <laughs> and Tess and Shane somehow went from coworkers to, well, I guess technically Shane is Tess's boss to, well, they went from, Shane was sleeping with Tessa's girlfriend to mm-hmm. working together to acting like a bickering married couple. I don't know how that happened so quickly, but here
1: we are. I know. I love it. Um, I think also like, it's a good, I mean, I don't think Shane's like fully realized it yet, but I think it's like, Shane's really good at caring for other people And I think both Tess and Finley are both directly and indirectly kind of forcing her to remember that over the course of this season. Yeah, I agree. Which I think is something that she kind of, like, lost sight of. Especially with, like, all the stuff that happened with Kiara. Because I think Kiara made her feel like because they wanted different things that, like it meant that shane didn't care or like wasn't a caring person when actually shane cares perhaps more than like most of the rest of the characters on the show yeah yeah she just like shows it differently for sure so
2: I'm still excited for their storyline I I have admitted that Shane's been a little boring, in my opinion, but I'm here for a slow burn for sure that's all we got nowadays. But moving on to Micah. let's uh, close out his uh, story arc for this episode comes home is exhausted from his rough day with the porter canard family I mean who wouldn't which very fair very fair bet gave him a run for his money yep and he goes and texts his good fat friend um, maribel who he is madly in love with
0: yep yeah
2: and um you know she comes over a few scenes later and they end up hooking
0: up it's it's a beautiful thing it is is a beautiful
2: thing we love when a couple gets together in a positive way
0: 100 percent and I and, love the the representation. I know that yes. both Leo and Jillian have talked on um, Instagram specifically extensively about this, and I think it was revolutionary. And I was thinking that even before Jillian, Jillian um, made the comment about this being her first sex scene, yeah, I don't know that I have ever seen somebody, even in a wheelchair, someone even in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm with like an active sex life or a shown sex life on a tv show
2: yeah yeah i have not seen that either and that just points that this show is doing so much right yep so much right and i can't believe people continuously crap on it for no reason when it's call for for it
1: to be canceled because of one fucking couple yep when There's so much more representation that this show means than just one couple. Yeah. That I'm sorry but like like again, this is a Tibet podcast. Clearly we love them but in the grand scheme of things is like two cis women like... (laughs) Hello? Yep. (laughs) They have no problems with that. No. Not a one. Nope. Not a one! (laughs) Which yes... I understand is still representation that's important and needed but like there are bigger things at work here and also, i think
2: it's, it's just obvious yeah. they're gonna get back together i mean it, that's it's, yeah. that it's just the show i'm sorry I yeah it's no, very you're frustrating
1: 500 correct like especially <sighs> after this episode too like it's been obvious since laurel came back like that was basically the only factor that was making it kind of a question mark. And when she came back, it was like, yeah, okay, we're fine. Whatever. I know
2: we want to watch them together constantly in every episode, but that's not Laurel's career. And also if we get them back together, where's their storyline going to go? No offense, right. but that doesn't make good television. That doesn't right. make good television. We need some sort of drama. So take as long as you need. Give me slow burning dates. Give me long drawn out hidden relationship i don't care
1: just get there eventually take Take as long as you need but
2: take as long as you need because i will watch it forever i will watch them try to navigate a relationship forever
0: yes well into their elderly age (laughs) exactly they could be pushing
2: each other in a wheelchair i don't
0: care (laughs) take your time
1: which is hilarious because like i love how laurel and jennifer made those jokes on those like behind the scenes videos of the original l word and i'm like you laughed but you're almost there
2: (laughs) we're at alice uh at her house nat cancels on dinner with her because she has to go on a date with a brenda
0: brenda heart surgeon brenda let's just
1: say yes because that's fucking
0: hilarious in my mind it's it's brenda heart surgeon brenda she still hasn't found the one either she's just hooking up with nat to see if they work out
2: and then alice breaks her grandmother's vase after lying to nat on the phone but then tom swoops in and saves the day sort of
0: when alice is just fully crying and then she reads the text and she's like that's great like the emotions
2: which alice a summary um and then tom comes over he doesn't want to eat the lobsters and they go to the beach and they release the lobsters and they have a cute little heart to heart and then they realize that the rubber bands are still on the claws
1: whoops (laughs) whoops which is just like i have to say much better lobsters moment than the first one (laughs)
2: didn't Lucia say when they were filming the lobster like peed on her or something did she did she on one of the pants episodes i could have sworn she said like the lobster like squirted something out at her oh boy
1: that's hilarious but
2: skip to Jordy and angie everyone calm down they're 17 years old they're not gonna have a perfect relationship
0: for real wait are
2: people like
1: pissed about that Yes, and like Jordy changed the subject. Okay, wait, it's the L word fandom. Why did I ask? <laughs> yeah, about course, you, people have yeah. about that. Yeah, they're, they're
0: teenagers. I'd like to know who, as a teenager, had a perfect relationship, especially when it came to communication and like knowing when to be supportive.
1: And
2: Jordy yeah. tries, but then Jordy yeah. wants to talk about being prom queen, which is something that a 17 year old wants to do.
0: And even Angie yeah. recognized, she said in the last episode, that they're like in different
1: walks of life at that moment
2: yeah yeah jordy is 17 she does not need to be the perfect supportive partner
1: yeah also this is like i mean we don't necessarily know about jordy but like we know this is angie's first relationship like yeah Yeah. they're not gonna nail it on the first try like we can't all be britney like
0: (laughs) it's true though
2: (laughs) Well, back to our new favorite couple, Gigi and Danny. Uh, Gigi speaks Farsi again and someone did translate it and then she was telling Danny that she needs better tea in her house. That's oh. what the consensus was. Um, Gigi and Danny continue to flirt while drinking their tea. Bet text, Gigi, the you up text, everyone.
0: Kitty day. Thank you. Over here so we can fuck?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you l word for confirming my hypothesis from last episode that bet sent a you up text because some people <laughs> did not believe that she did nope. but you know what look she did this episode nope. so um gg tells danny that she will let her know if her feelings change because danny calls her out for like flirting with her and to me that was like aka when i leave bet's ass i'm coming for you <laughs> so i mean no other opinions on that nope all right poker game the only thing i remember and take away from this is that we all goofed and those were not
1: tina's thighs that's really the only important thing that's
2: all we have to talk about with that is that was not tina's thighs i apologize for promoting it
1: (laughs) i mean don't apologize for having hope
2: i know uh those were not Bette's hands
0: clowning sherry clowning sherry. every day <laughs> i'm gonna take the wig off or put it back on maybe i don't know we'll just keep it on for the rest of the season i guess
2: but in what world did anyone ever think it was going to be sherry and tess yeah at exactly so like we yeah. weren't
0: working with a whole lot
2: No, we weren't. Next scene, Sophie comes home. You know what? Fuck you, Sophie. You deserve to catch Finley having sex and moving on. And then it's good that you get to lay in bed and end up alone for your mistakes.
0: Well, and hearing everyone in the house have sex but you.
2: Yeah, but she doesn't know what's going on down the hall. I know.
1: Somebody pointed out, honestly, that could have ended up a lot worse for Sophie. Yeah, happy that didn't.
2: Um, and then the episode ends with Shane, who still has not left Dana's in weeks. <laughs>
0: she lives there.
2: he <laughs> went to Bet's for breakfast and then stayed at Dana's.
0: Yeah. yeah has uh, she been in, in, at Dana's? Is it only been Dana's outside of that one Bet scene?
2: I think uh, so. <laughs> she did go with Angie, Alice, and Bet when Angie met Kate. Oh, yeah. But it's really not any, like, there's no more of her house. Like, I feel like she was all over the place in the first season.
1: Yeah. Well, COVID
2: i know i know um and then sherry shows up and then the episode ends and we're like fuck and what we know for next episode is that again they're gonna be at dana's a lot the karaoke scene
0: yep <gasps> yes. and that is <clears throat> the preview we saw when Gigi asked but do you think you're gonna find someone who checks all your boxes and bet says in fact i already have or something whatever she says is yes. that next episode yes uh
2: Okay. It just—it's not Pippa. I, Pippa doesn't check the boxes, so Bets being delusional.
0: Yeah, I forgot what the boxes she were. Checks Bets delusional boxes.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because Gigi checks Bets boxes. Yeah, it's
0: about like having her own children. She can't be straight. She has to like, have a career. Mm-hmm. I thought there was one other one. There was something else. I should have written them, written them down
2: also, how does Gigi know about the boxes? I'm sure Bet tells her about them in some weird way, like how I'm trying to, like, she's trying to break up, and then she's like, yeah, you just don't fit my boxes, and Gigi's oh, like,
0: sure. what the hell? Right. What is she gonna tell her? That are passionate <laughs> enough about being a realtor? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Even though Bette was, like, talking so highly about her being a great realtor.
1: Yeah. That are like, Alice mad told mad Gigi about the boxes because she fucking oh. would. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't,
2: like, again i'm gonna complain about this they really could have just gave us jibet and then did whatever they wanted by the end of the episode did they really have to throw in pippa yeah and i was yeah. of Pippa, but then i found out about jibet and i was like i don't need pippa anymore yeah they're gonna have so many moments and like i'm upset that i might enjoy them they have like that slow dance they're gonna have that barn sex they're gonna have that The barn sex everyone okay on the spaces after the episode everyone's like you're so obsessed with the barn sex i'm like i literally only bring it up here (laughs) (laughs) it's the truth though how else are you supposed to describe it they look like they're in a barn
0: yeah well it's it's on brand for uh bet because she did have sex with uh jody in her art studio so
2: exactly maybe this is why bet was like everything's coming full circle she has the she has the you know the relationship with an artist and then boom an affair with tina
1: yep there we go
2: wait can i make another comment that's funny no of
0: course you can uh
2: remember when everyone was like oh my god they're taking they took the picture in an elevator oh my god that wasn't an elevator everyone look they were never in an elevator
0: that was well, they were it. like behind the it was like a, a the set right they were
2: behind yeah um, oh god what are they called taylor you know a the flat flats. behind the flat yeah they were not in an elevator they're behind a flat everyone wait let's i call literally out. Okay, said, said that
0: like six months ago and it happened This is what we're gonna do we're gonna call out the number one clown prediction that did not happen every week starting <laughs> now here is this week's one that's Bet and carry holding hands on the couch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Bet and carry holding hands. Definitely, Why <laughs> the fuck
0: would Bet and carry be holding hands? In what yeah. universe? And that's my response to that. Is the only hands <gasps> of carry of uh, Bet's that carry <laughs> get is to the fucking face. That's
1: it.
0: Yeah. That's the only <laughs> interaction to them in hands.
1: Uh it's because like god forbid they accept that laurels gained like any weight at all like, yeah. or that oh, she's
0: a little bit that she's not like 30 flirty and thriving like she was early on that she's had yeah. things, that she adopted a child since then that she's been divorced and remarried like what yeah. the fuck
1: like so, oh my god life has happened what yeah weird i well, can't believe time has progressed since 2009 weird
2: absolutely ridiculous laura looks great she, she looks. does yeah she looks fucking phenomenal she looks great in the skinny jeans and boots
0: Yeah. she, she looks, does when i meet her in london i'm gonna tell her as such
2: and tell her about the whole alphabet comment yes anyway we came to the end of the episode
0: yeah awesome
2: i'm proud of us this one didn't go off the rails nearly yeah. as much as last week's no
1: and it terrifies uh, me that i might be a stabilizing influence
0: <laughs> i think you're what we needed taylor i think you we are needed the balance you are The balance. that's
1: horrifying to me
0: <laughs> we needed somebody else to tip the scales yeah but we needed
1: it's the fact that i'm tipping the scales in favor of balance—that's scary to me. Well, here's what we know: we have five episodes left.
2: Yes, and Pippa's in all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really <laughs> wish you would stop bringing that up, Francesca. No one asked. This isn't a Pippa podcast. Who gives a fuck?
1: I wish you all could see the face that Brittany made <laughs> when Francesca said that
0: time after time she's gotta bring up who no asked who asked no one asked i'm sorry this has been all things to bet podcast episode 24 i'm Brittany. i'm francesca i'm taylor and we'll see you next time